Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. snoozecast.com and follow us on social media and wherever you listen to podcasts. Our current goal is to get to 100 reviews on the podcast app to help as many new listeners find us as possible. If you haven't subscribed and written a review yet, please do. Thank you to everyone who's taken the time to do so already. Please know that we read every single review and we can't tell you how happy it makes us to know we are helping you get to sleep. This episode is brought to you by The Society of Elephants. Tonight, we'll read a chapter from 300 Things a Bright Boy Can Do, titled Ventriloquism and Polyphony, written by Many Hands and published in 1914. Ventriloquy, an act of stagecraft in which a person changes their voice so that it appears that the voice is coming from elsewhere, usually a puppet, known as a dummy. Originally, ventriloquism was a religious practice among the ancient Greeks. The noises produced by the stomach, for example, were thought to be the voices of the unliving, who took up residence in the stomach of the ventriloquist. The ventriloquist would then interpret the sounds as they were thought to be able to speak to the dead as well as foretell the future. Get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Ventriloquism and polyphony. Ventriloquism is no more a gift than is the ability to talk or sing. It does not depend on any peculiar formation of the throat. It is, in fact, an art which can be acquired 
by almost anyone possessing a voice of average compass, some twelve notes, together with an ordinarily good ear for music. If, in addition to these, they show any aptitude for acting and mimicry, there is prospect of becoming an export performer. Broadly speaking, ventriloquism consists in a close imitation of sound as it falls upon the ear, the ventriloquist affecting this by skillfully modifying the cavity of the mouth in such a way as to give his voice a deceptive character. The young ventriloquist must study all sorts and conditions of sounds and voices as they fall on the ear. He must become familiar with the models he seeks to imitate. He must, for example, note that a voice from the cellar, heard in a room above, has a subdued and muffled sound, many of the consonants being strangely altered, so that the words, I'm down here in the cellar, sir, would sound more like, in at down here in zeller, sir. Again, in listening to the knife grinder, he must observe, first, the burr-er-er of the wheel, and then a combination of the burr-er-er with a prolonged is when the knife touches the grindstone. These little hints will, we trust, sufficiently impress the beginner with the necessity of learning to listen with new ears whilst endeavoring to speak with a new voice. You will observe, too, that the character of the assumed voice is determined chiefly by the shape of the mouth. This is the more important, because misguided learners are so apt to strain the larynx. There should be no pressure on the throat, though some pressure must necessarily be exerted on the chest and the abdominal muscles by reason of the slow rate at which the air is allowed to leave the lungs. For, be it carefully noted, the ventriloquial voice can only be spoken during a slow expiration of the breath. Consequently, the learner must exercise himself in controlling the breath, for which purpose let him practice filling the lungs with air and then reading aloud as long a passage as he can whilst the air is being slowly expelled. With regard to modifying the natural voice, everyone knows how this can be done by extraneous means. A speaking trumpet, for example, renders it loud and harsh, while a hand placed lightly over the mouth makes it low and muffled. At an evening party, where we had been amusing some juvenile friends. A voice seemed to come from the chimney in obedience to one of the boys who stood before the fireplace as a new-fledged professor.